Uh, in summer 2009, I met a Ukrainian girl at a Russian Mirror Lake party, and she was great, and we very quickly, in a few weeks, fell in love, and we had a great time. But two months later, she had to go back to Ukraine because her visa was expiring, and I was in my last semester at UAA, so we decided we would see each other again after I finished university. So we kept in touch, fast forward six months, finished university, saved some money up, and I bought a ticket, and I flew to Ukraine. Jenya lives in western Ukraine, which, if you've been over there, you know, Kiev's like Kiev, but then western Ukraine, it's a whole different kind of Ukraine. So I, <laughs> it's way different than the Russian part of Ukraine. So I fly to Kiev, I'm very excited, I've been to Russia many years before, I spoke Russian fairly well, but not great. And I, I get there, and I get on this very, like, old Russian-style train to, Ki to Chernivtsi, which is like a 14-hour train ride. Get there, get off the train, she's waiting for me, I'm, I see her, I'm very excited, and she, you know, it's, it's awesome, I'm so happy to be there. Um, we go out, she was living with her mom at the time, didn't want to stay with her mom and her, it would have been probably weird, definitely would have been weird. So I met this guy on the internet, Paul, who was from England, who had a hostel in Chernivtsi, and this is a, this guy didn't belong there even much, much less than me, and he claimed he spun a globe, and he was 50, and he was tired of his life, and he landed on Ukraine, and he opened a hostel, and sold his possessions, and this was, this was a, just, I can't even describe him. So I tell Genya, I met Paul on the internet, I'm going to stay with him in his hostel. So we go to his hostel, nobody's in there, it's his old Ukrainian Russian building, it's just, it's like decrepit, and she, you know, we have a drink with, with him and her and Paul, and he's very nice, and she leaves, and before she leaves, she goes, Jeff, don't forget, this is not America, uh, don't go out to discotheque, don't go nowhere, relax, not America, people very different than Ukraine. I'm like, no problem, great. She leaves, Paul and I have some, you know, vodka, of course, and Paul goes, um, hey, mate, you want to go to discotheque? I go, fuck yes, I want to go to the fucking discotheque. <laughs> so we go into this thing, right? And if you've been to, like, Eastern Europe or Ukraine or Russia or anywhere, you walk in, it's like 80% women, attractive, hot, dancing. The few men that are there in the corner smoking and dressed kind of like me right now. <laughs> and, you know, it's just there's vodka and there's food and it's great. So sit down, start drinking. I uh, heeded her advice, but then I got drunk, and I started talking to Andre and Yuri. And, you know, they were pretty nice. You know, it was great. We were having a good time getting drunk. And thing closed at 4 a.m. We're leaving, and Andre and Yuri encouraged me to go with them to another party. And outside is this large kind of box Mercedes van, no windows. And I tell Paul, I'm going with Andre and Yuri. And he goes, mate, you're not going there. That's a bad idea. And I go, no, we're going. So he doesn't want to go, but I get in. We're driving. Bad, bad decision. Uh, they're drunk, they asked me to get on the microphone and start telling people to move out the fucking way in English, which I gladly did. We go to get gas, we're out of the city, they asked me to pay for the gas, which I thought was weird because that's not really a cultural type, you know, make me pay. So I paid, then I was like, I'm getting out of here. But before I could do that, they told me to get back in the fucking van. And I said, well, I don't want to do that. But let's say I had no choice. I get back in the van thinking, what's going to happen? And if you speak Russian or if you understand, the guy said, which means, give me the money, give me your passport. And I said, well, I didn't say this. My passport was at the, at the Paul's hostel. And the money I had with me, I already spent on the gas. And I explained to them I didn't have much money. So we're driving, 
And the guy reached in the glove box and he pulls out an old World War II style Walther pistol and he points it at me and he said, in Russian, if you don't have uh, money, you're worthless to us. So I explained to them I have a card and I was actually really scared. I was very like, this is crazy, a fucking gun's pointed at me. So I explained to them I have a card. I said, well, go to the ATM, you'll get your money because the most they're going to get is 500 bucks and that's it. Thinking that would might maybe work. It did work. And the one guy, I got to say, the one guy, Andre, was really nice, and, and, and Yuri was not very nice. It was classic, <laughs> classic good cop, bad cop. So we go to the first ATM, and I explain to them, you know, I'm going to put the card in, put the pin in, you guys take the money, and that's it. And they agreed to that, which I thought was, you know, they're my age, not professionals here, because I would have said, give me the fucking pin, we're done with you. So we tried to, it tried to get $1,000 out, didn't work, didn't work. I said, let's try another ATM, try a different ATM. By our third ATM, they looked at the balance, and there was like $3,000 in there. And he goes, where's the fucking money? And I said, I just graduated university. I don't have much money. And they, they were very angry at this point. So at the fourth ATM, I decided I would try to get out of the situation. So Andre's up, or Yuri's up with me on the stairs um, in the ATM. The other guy's in the car. I push him down the stairs, and I start running. I start in these old cobbled streets. I'm running down. I'm looking for somebody to help me. It's snowing. It's cold. I'm drunk. I see a guy in a van uh, or an old truck. I try to stop him to help me, and he was not interested in helping me at all, believe me. I mean, imagine me coming up, give me help me, I'm being kidnapped by fucking Ukrainians. And by this point, they had come across, they had found me, and they had grabbed me, thrown me on the ground, started roughing me up. I was fighting with them. I was out of, you know, I was out of breath. It was pretty wild. They threw me back in the van, drive me down a little bit of way, ways down the road, and they throw me out of the van. And they said, we're, you know, get out of here. We're, we're, at this point, they, were, they realized the jig was up. But I actually asked one of them, because they took all the money I had, I said, can I have, like, 20 grivni, which is, like, five bucks back, so I can get, like, a cab back into town? <laughs> and I swear to God, he asked the, the nice guy, asked the mean guy, can we, can we, and he's like, no way. So then I was like, well, could you guys maybe give me a lift back in town? Because I had no idea where I was. Imagine you're in Anchorage and you're out at fucking Bird Creek. So he asked the guy in the most basic Russian, which is like, could we take the individual to the city? And he agreed. I get back in the van with Yuri and Andre. We're driving. They have a little Russian icon religious thing hanging in the, in the mirror. And I said, I'm not greatly very religious, but I don't think, you know, God would really appreciate your behavior. Yuri tells him, shut him the fuck up. I don't want to hear him talk anymore. We get in the city. It's about a 15-minute ride. It was pretty quiet at that point. Uh, they dropped me off in this location, and I said, well, I don't know where we are. I know where the church is. Can we go to the church? Because that's where, by Paul's hostel. And they actually agreed to that. And they dropped me off, and then the mean one says to, the, to me after I get out, he goes, I don't want to see you in this town anymore. Get out of here. You're not welcome in Ukraine. And I said, baby, I just got here. Next morning, I go to Jenny's house. She opens the door. She looks at me. I told you not to go to discotheque. 